There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of, I guess it should be the second episode, of the Black and Gold Blitz. I first want to apologize to all our listeners out there. The first episode was, I thought, really good. I was very proud of it. I talked about the backstory of the Black and Gold Blitz. It's not just the name. It's how I got my start in the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh sports realm, and how I eventually led my way to being the editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And I was proud of the content that I put out. I I thought it was great. And then as I uploaded it to our blog talk radio slash iTunes slash everywhere else, I come to find out that the sound quality was atrocious. Uh, There was a connection issue. Um, I apologize. I'm trying a different platform. Hopefully it sounds great on your end because this is going to be a show that I'm probably going to do once or twice a week, especially in the off season. That's going to chime in not only on the Pittsburgh Steelers because that's going to be the heavy dose. Right off the bat is going to be Pittsburgh Steelers talk. But I also am a Pittsburgh Penguins and Pittsburgh Pirates fan. I know I am a Pittsburgh Pirate fan. Not many of us out there are, are willing to say that. And I always will say to all my Steeler fans and followers out there and people on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, if you want the Steelers stuff, it's going to be first. I'll be talking about five bullet points today, everything from Le'Veon Bell to Mike Mitchell, and then afterwards at the very end I'll give you some Penguin stuff and some Pirate stuff, just a little bit. Uh, just, you know, me spouting off, I guess. And then, uh, you know, if you don't like those two teams, if you're a Yankee fan and uh, someone else, I, that's fine. Uh, once the Steelers talk is done, you can try, you can turn it off. I get it. But Steelers stuff first. So, with that said, enough of me clamoring. Let's get right to the Pittsburgh Steelers news. Now, February 20th is when this is being recorded. And Le'Veon Bell, the uh, quote-unquote deadline that the Steelers and Bell reportedly had to try to get a... F- new contract done has come and gone the Pittsburgh Steelers and I I don't I don't know if this this ever came from the Steelers I just want to preface this by saying that this news kind of came from Bell down at the Pro Bowl it's kind of a response to a question it wasn't really 100% fact is what I'm trying to say but nonetheless as of today February 20th regardless of when you're listening to this Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are now capable of placing the franchise tag on Le'Veon Bell. They will do so. When will they do so? They have some time. doesn't need to be right away. They can continue to try to work on a long-term contract. They can franchise tag Bell and continue to work on that long-term contract until March when they have to make a decision on what they want to do. So, what's going to happen with Bell? No one knows. I honestly have no gut feeling on this at all. I do have a gut feeling that I think Le'Veon Bell is going to be back with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I don't think it's going to be a long-term contract. I essentially believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have to settle for a franchise tag on Le'Veon Bell again. It's not the ideal situation. It's a lot of money, over $14 million, but at the same time, I just think that Le'Veon Bell is going to be asking too much. They have other holes to fill. So if they can say, look, we'll take the $14 million hit this year, 
We can try to get some free agents. We're talking inside linebackers, safety, maybe a couple other key spot players here or there. They can sign their uh, rookies, not have any issues with that. And then they'll be set up. The one big question mark, and it's something that a lot of people haven't been talking a lot about, is if they do franchise tag Le'Veon Bell, they're essentially calling his bluff. Because if you remember, Le'Veon Bell said it down at the Pro Bowl in Orlando, if they franchise tag me again, I would think about walking away rather than playing another year under the franchise tag. So we would see. Would Le'Veon Bell walk away from the game of football turning down $14 million guaranteed for one-year service. He would have made over $26 million for two years. Would he do that? Maybe. It would be interesting to see. But I think that the Steelers are going to try their best to get him into a long-term deal. And I'm not saying it won't or can happen. I'm just saying I don't think it's going to happen. So we'll see. Follow us at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Le'Veon Bell news and notes. Now, another aspect of this team that needs to be discussed is the defense and that's not anything new that's not breaking news everyone's been talking about the team's defense since they gave up 45 points to Blake Bortles that still makes me cringe just saying that but the defense I had a commenter on behind the steel curtain say the other day that they they should let Le'Veon Bell walk because they need the money to completely rebuild the defense and I understand what this commenter, what this reader was suggesting. And maybe it was just a lack of a better term. Maybe it was just more like a verbiage thing. But all I have to say is this defense does not need rebuilt. I don't think it is close to needing rebuilt. I think they just need a few pieces to kind of get their puzzle complete. Some want Vince Williams gone. I am not in that camp. I think Vince Williams is a great inside linebacker who's coming off a great season. He's just not the guy in the middle of the defense. He can't be. He's a guy that accompanies speed. So Ryan Shazier, when he was healthy, it was Vince Williams that was able to play off Shazier and was able to be extremely effective. Without Shazier and Vince Williams had to be the guy, that's when you saw the defense really, really struggle. So I like Vince Williams. I like the defensive front as well. Could they get a nose tackle that's a little bit more of that Casey Hampton-style plug up the middle? Yeah, but I think Javon Hargrave's capable. The outside linebacker position could be upgraded, but then again, they don't ask their outside linebackers to rush like they used to. Cornerback, for once, I don't think that's a huge need. Safety, yeah, we know. It's safety and inside linebacker, let's be honest. Other than that, I think this defense is legit. Uh, Yeah, legit, I said it. But at the same time, there are still things that need to be ironed out. It's not need to be rebuilt. That is not the case, not in any way, shape, or form. But at the same time, there are holes that need to be filled. So if you're someone that says the defense stinks, that's fine. But if you're someone that says the defense needs to be totally canned, I don't know what you're looking at because I see Cameron Hayward, Stephon Tuitt. I thought TJ Watt had a great year. I thought the secondary played better. It's not. I'm not agreeing with you in that aspect. So moving on. Mock draft season is hot right now. Man, and it seems like earlier and earlier earlier these mock drafts are becoming more and more of a talking point amongst the fans out there. And, hey, I, I, I write about them just like you read about them. And it's interesting to see who the specific experts, I use air quotes when I say that, the NFL experts, who they predict the Steelers will actually go after. Now, 
for me, I don't put put much stock into mock drafts at this time. Some will say they never put stock into mock drafts, but I, I do. But not until after the combine, not until after pro days, and not until after those pre-draft visits. Because right now, what you have are these people like Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper Jr. and anyone else with a brain that's putting together a mock draft and saying, what are the Pittsburgh Steelers team needs entering 2018? And then, what are the players that we think will be available that could fit those needs? That's all they're looking at. That's all they can look at. But after the combine, when you hear about players that are meeting with particular teams, uh, Steelers will meet with probably over 50 athletes, and not all of them will be reported. But they'll meet with players. They'll show some interest in positions and specific players. Then they'll have pro days where all of a sudden you'll hear reports of Tomlin and positional coaches and coordinators being at these pro days. That shows interest as well. And then you have those pre-draft visits, which are huge, because that is the Steelers inviting that draft, that possible draft pick into their own building to show them around, to get to know them even better. That doesn't mean that draft picks have to do all that. For instance, last year, Juju Smith-Schuster met with the Steelers at the Combine, but he wasn't a pre-draft visit, and he wasn't even, I don't think the Steelers were even looking at him closely at the USC Pro Day. Lynn Swan was the one that gave them the report on Juju Smith-Schuster. So tip of the cap to the Hall of Famer there. But with that said, these mock drafts, I do put some stock into them because when you start seeing teams that are ahead of the Steelers showing a large amount of interest in one or two particular athletes, you can see which way they're leaning. We all know that the day one draft is always just a complete mess. But at the same time, as unpredictable as it is, you can start to narrow down the field as to who the Steelers might be looking for. So right now, fans get all up in arms about who the particular expert is taking, is saying, okay, let's go for the Pittsburgh Steelers taking... Uh, Lamar Jackson, quarterback out of Louisville, and people flip out. Uh, well, that's going to change. Mock drafts don't carry much weight with me right now, but they will after some of these events take place. And the NFL scouting combine is February 27th, a week from today, actually, for those keeping track at home. Okay, moving on to, in my opinion, the most polarizing player, at least on the defense, if not on the entire Pittsburgh Steelers roster. It's someone that everyone is talking about being a salary cap casualty, and that's Mike Mitchell. Mike Mitchell is due a lot of money, and his play has not been living up to his pay. I wrote an article about this, commentary. I don't do that often, but when I do, I'm typically very, pretty passionate about something. And I wrote a commentary about how if, if Mike Mitchell was released, as a lot of people are predicting... His legacy in Pittsburgh will be one that will be better off forgotten. And to be honest with you, if you go through the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com comment section, anything that relates to Mike Mitchell, there's a lot of fans out there that agree with me. They don't like Mitchell, but I was stunned. Uh, the people that say, oh, I'm not going to bash Mitchell. He's had injuries, yada, yada, yada. Look, I understand that sometimes it's hard to read something written by someone else that is harsh against a player. I'm not saying Mike Mitchell wasn't trying. I'm not saying Mike Mitchell wasn't tough. I'm saying that Mike Mitchell's performance hasn't been good enough. I had someone tell me that this article shows, well, they said this article is trash, and this article shows how little you know about football in the free safety position. 
Look, I'm not. I, I'm not suggesting I'm a. I'm an expert. I'm not suggesting I know everything about the X's and O's. I'm certainly not suggesting that I, the editor of said website, know everything there is about the free safety position in the back end of the secondary. But I do know that when you look at Mike Mitchell's statistics from the Raiders and the Panthers prior to him coming to Pittsburgh, he was more dynamic than he is now. He had four interceptions in the one year he played with the Panthers prior to coming to Pittsburgh, and he only has had four interceptions in the four seasons he's played with Pittsburgh. Say what you want about the free safety position, but I know that he's not making the plays that other players are. Same scheme, they're not making the plays. And now, on top of the fact that he hasn't been making the plays, he is running his mouth off the field, and he is not able to run on the field. That's an issue. They might keep Mike Mitchell. I wouldn't be stunned if they do. They might ask him to make a pay cut, something like that. I wouldn't be shocked if they keep him, but I'm going to be on the bandwagon of saying I think he should be gone. I think we've all had enough of Mike Mitchell. The trial run, the injuries, the social media bashing of fans and blocking people just because they might criticize him, um, and especially just the, the, the poor play, I think it's time to go. So you might like Mike Mitchell. You might think that's a little harsh. That's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But for me, Mike Mitchell, it's been fun. It's been real. I can't say it's been real fun. We'll see you next time, maybe on another team, but hopefully not in the black and gold. And lastly, for the NFL talk, this is more general to the National Football League. If you haven't read the news, you can read to on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. NFL has exclusive rights to their Sunday ticket package to the DirecTV slash AT&T company. I know this package very well, and the reason is because I live in Maryland, and I cover the Steelers, and so I have to watch every single game. If I were to rely on basic cable, I would get the Baltimore Ravens and or the Washington Redskins every single week. Talk about mind-numbing, right? I get it. So I've been a Sunday ticket subscriber or if for as long as I've had DirecTV, which is borderline 10 years. And so for me, when I saw that the NFL and DirecTV, by proxy, were going to raise the price of Sunday ticket coming off a season when ratings have never been lower, over 8 million, 8 million less people watched the Super Bowl this year than they did last year, you would think the NFL would say, okay, something's amiss. We had a really bad season. The National Anthem protests, just bad. It, PR in general as a whole was bad. Fans aren't really watching. The president has been criticizing us every which way you would think they would say we're going to do something nice for fans we're going to go out lower Sunday ticket see if we can get more people to sign up rather than people cutting away I think that would be a great move by the the NFL but of course the National Football League and their infinite wisdom they decide you know what we're going to do we're going to jack up the price to almost $300 for the basic for the basic. If you're someone that wants the, the Red Zone channel and be able to watch it on mobile devices, shoot, you're talking almost $400. Now, I know that if you break it down by a week, it's like $18 a week, but at the same time, the NFL's not doing fans any favors, and if anything, they're turning more people off to the product than they are on. I just don't get it. 
I really don't get it. Now, my job entitles me to have to watch the games. And I'm going to be honest, I would pay the price no matter what. But at the same time, I know there's many people, based on the comments that we had on the website today, that are not going to redo their Sunday ticket because they're sick of paying the price. But that's the NFL for you. And that's all of our NFL talk today. But moving over to hockey and baseball and the black and gold blitz, I'll tell you what, the Pittsburgh Penguins look really, really good. They look really, really tough to beat. And that's something that early in the season they did not resemble at all. The back-to-back Stanley Cup champion Penguins are back. Could they three-peat? Is it possible? I had this discussion with some people today, and I honestly think that if this team can continue to score the way they are, especially on the power play, and can get solid goaltending out of Matt Murray and Tristan Jari as a backup, if necessary, they could be on their way to making a very, very deep postseason run. And as you've seen the last two years, you just never know. And I've said it to anyone that would listen, if as long as the Penguins can get into the playoffs, they have a shot. When you have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin... And now Justin Schultz and Chris Letang on the back end, and Matt Murray solid in goal, you've got yourself a, a, a winning combination. Does that mean they'll win the Cup? Absolutely doesn't mean they're going to win the Cup, but it means they certainly have a good chance. I like them with anyone in the East, and to be honest with you, their game translate well against, translates well against the West as well, seeing as they've won the last two Stanley Cups. So the Pittsburgh Penguins are surging. The surge continues. They have an extended break. They don't play again until Friday, but then they have several back-to-backs coming up, and those points are going to be huge. Keep an eye as they're, I think, fourth currently in the Eastern Conference, second only behind the Washington Capitals, only by a few points, too, in that Metropolitan Division. So keep an eye on those Pittsburgh Penguins. They're looking good, and Mike Sullivan, my goodness, what a good coach he is. The Pittsburgh Pirates continue to flop around down in Bradenton. Uh, gosh, it's tough for me to, to even talk about these guys. These guys show up, and boy, are they they are just going after the ownership. You heard David Freeze talk about the losers' mentality in the locker room, and that's why they don't win. They don't have the winning environment. And then Josh Harrison reports and, and basically just says, hey, the, the ownership needs to tell us that they actually want to win, and they need to sh- don't tell us, show us. So what does Bob Nutting do? He goes down there and he talks to the players and says, you guys are capable of winning a World Series. I guarantee you, if, if every player didn't feel it, I'll say it for him, shut up, Bob Nutting. Instead of telling us that they're going to win a World Series, how about you don't trade away Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon for peanuts and a cup of coffee? Instead, why don't you actually go out and make some acquisitions, spend some money, be a competitor because everyone else in the division has done just that. And while some say, well, the Chicago Cubs have a huge payroll, you know, you look at the St. Louis Cardinals, a perennial winner, again, bigger payroll. The Milwaukee Brewers have made genius moves this offseason, and the Pittsburgh Pirates have sat there and absolutely watched everyone else get better as they get worse. Now they'll talk about how the four players they got for Garrett Cole could be great and yada, yada, yada. B.S., It's straight BS. Anyone that was alive for the 20 seasons of straight losing knows it's nothing but BS. So if you're a Pirate fan like me, it's going to be a tough summer. The guys guys on the field are going to be playing their butt off, but it's not for the Pirates. You know what it is? It's for themselves. They're going to be trying to play well enough to get traded to a contender. And I don't blame them. I don't blame Starling Marte, Gregory Polanco, any of the players on the team. Francisco Cervelli, play your butt off. Maybe you get traded. I'm sure they won't get anything in the trade that's worth anything for any of these potential decent players. 
it's going to be a rough summer. That's all I'll say. So my name is Jeff Hartman. If you didn't know, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I thank you for listening to an episode of the Black and Gold Blitz. Make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. We'll see you next time on the Blitz. Bye. Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play, brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories, like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0, or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.